We are your home for exclusive interviews and behind-the-scenes stories you won't hear anywhere else. This is all about Kentucky tracks, Kentucky drivers, and Kentucky fans. We eat, sleep, and breathe it anyways, so we figured why not make a podcast about it. For 11 years, we've been keeping the bluegrass covered in dirt. Now, we're doing it bigger than ever before. We are Kentucky's Dirt Racing Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live, presented by Smokehouse Grill and Buffet. All right, and welcome in, everyone, to the Bluegrass Restoration and Construction Studios. I'm Josh Chastain. I'm in Richmond. Wes Lanham is in Campbellsville. Uh, Wes, I'm ready to get started with a a brand new regular season, I guess you might say, of the uh, Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live podcast. And and like I said, man, we've got an exciting show lined up tonight and, and just, just excited to start looking toward the new season of racing here. Yes, sir. Me too, buddy. Um, we've had an awesome month of February, um, kind of reliving the Battle of the Bluegrass and uh, what awesome shows that, that we've had. Um, for that whole month and today we start a new month uh here in march and uh really looking forward to uh to the show tonight um really excited um for our guests and uh, to hear from them and and talk talk to them hear their stories and uh just really looking forward to to the the entire month of march and uh it's gonna be jam-packed full of full of racing and uh i can't wait yeah, and like I said, I'm I'm excited about it too because this whole month during the month of March, we're going to have uh, all of our area tracks that we possibly can on here on the podcast with us, and and uh, just sort of previewing their seasons uh, leading up to the start of racing, and then also we're going to have as many drivers as we possibly can on the show with us. We've got uh, Rockcastle Speedway, the new owners and promoters of Rockcastle Speedway here in just a few minutes. They're going to be coming on the show. Uh, and then we've also got uh, Colin Watson and Zane Powell. So uh, a big way to, to kick off the, the month of March. And, and uh, Wes, early, because I do think, man, this is, there, there's so much excitement leading up to this season. Um, I said in a post earlier, and I, I, I really believe it's true, um, I, our, there's a lot to be excited about for Kentucky Dirt Racing fans uh, I think I, I want to give a shout out to our tracks. I mean, I said this earlier in a post, but I believe it's true. Our racetracks, there's no doubt they are working better together and, and doing doing really, really good thing, a really good thing going with all of our racetracks. And, and uh, that that's something that, that just very much excites me. Yeah, it does. Me too. Um, just, just you look at, at this year coming in had a really good year in 2022 but there's a lot of buzz going on throughout the state um some new tracks some new configurations new owners new promoters new drivers changing classes uh just a lot and we're gonna try our thing just to cover it all this year yeah yeah i mean we appreciate them and i've i've said this before but you know like these racetracks, they really have the last couple, it's not just now, but the last couple of years, they've worked really well together. I mean, 
you know, for you see Richmond taking off for big events at Lake Cumberland. You see Lake Cumberland taking off for big events at Richmond. Rockcastle's always you know that they've done the same. Thunder Mountain, they've talked, they've been doing the same. You know, last year, they, everybody is just really, and that's the best thing for everybody. And look, I get it. At the end of the day, for all these racetracks, I think we all, as fans and and people involved in the sport, need to understand this. At the end of the day, it's a business, so they can't always work around each other that's just part of it you right. know it's sort of like you can't expect walmart to say well okay target you're open on saturdays we're going to be closed you know it just don't yeah. work that way but they they are doing a very good job and I, I just i think that they they need that that needs to be talked about and and we need to support them and and just let them know our our appreciation for what they're doing yeah yeah absolutely we uh we support them um, and, and we've said it time and time again, um, without the tracks, without the promoters, without the drivers, us fans wouldn't have the races to go and enjoy. And, um, we give, we give a huge, uh, applause to all of them. And, uh, we love dirt racing. As you said, in your little intro there, we eat, sleep and breathe it. And, uh, just, just excited to just ready to get going, um, uh, ready for this show, and to see what 2023 has to offer um, for our podcast. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you, and we're 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 ready for tonight. We, like I said, we do have the uh, new owners and promoters, and 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 we're 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 happy to see what they're going to do, man. We're looking forward to it, and 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 I know they've got some big plans at at Rockcastle Speedway. They've been nice enough to. Uh, come on here to the podcast with us tonight and join us and talk a little bit about their plans. So uh, now uh, joining us here on Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live on the Racetrack Connection hotline uh, are the, the promoters of uh, Rockcastle mm -hmm. Speedway, uh, Dwayne and Michelle Harris, uh, and Kevin and Shauna Jones uh guys thank you first of all thank you so much for uh for taking the time out of your busy schedules to come on and be a part of this podcast tonight we appreciate you having us on yeah yeah absolutely it's our pleasure we appreciate your all support uh, as racetracks we we wouldn't be able to do what we do if if, if you all weren't behind us and willing to willing to participate and, and help us out and give us your time so uh well like I said, we're 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 excited about the the new ownership over there. That's not to say we 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 loved Brian and Sandy. I have to say that uh, they yeah, they, they were great, great people. Uh, they were. But uh, but we're excited about you guys taking over the speedway there, and we've talked a little bit about some of your plans. But the first question I have to ask you all, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming you know this. Uh, being a racetrack promoter and I know myself from personal experiences. My family used to promote a racetrack. Uh, it can be it can be a tough gig, and and uh, and it's not always the easiest thing. I don't know if you know that or not, but uh, yeah. what in the world uh, caused you to to want to to want to purchase and operate a racetrack? Well, I'll tell you, my wife and I we're we're half crazy, but uh, no, we we are you know we have an entrepreneur. You know, entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, we have a couple of other little small businesses. Um, it was just a new adventure. It's one of those that in 10 years, if I didn't pursue it, I would look back and say, oh, you should have done that. 
I hope in 10 years I don't look back and say, what were you thinking? <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it's the adventure for us um, on our end. Um, not just that, we love racing. We love the competition. We love uh, just the atmosphere. Um, we're all in. So that's that's our story. She may have something different. But. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say you you all might you all might have uh, something something to, something else to add into that a different a different approach aspect different yeah. yeah different version of the story. And on my behalf, um, me and Dwayne have been friends for over thirty years, um, and oddly enough, my wife Shona and Dwayne are cousins, so we're pretty tight group. <laughs> yeah. um, we grew up I grew up drag racer um, started drag racing when I was 14 years old went all the way through the ranks up to drive a top fuel dragster um, won two national events you know speeds over 330 miles an hour and it was always a dream of mine to own my own car Yeah. so saved money and a couple years ago bought a nitro fuel altered well owning is not near as fun as driving for somebody else <laughs> yeah uh, the stress every dollar every dime and uh so we tried that for a few years did some different shows and stuff but it just wasn't the same so last april we sold the car and Dwayne said called me up one night and he said, you're buying a modified. He said, I'm going to get it in the morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, said, I wish well, I had a friend like that. <laughs> yeah. He said, listen, try it. If you don't like it, we can sell it. What's the big deal? So, okay. You know, I'm Mr. Tough Guy. I've drove everything in the world. <laughs> I roll into Richmond Raceway. Yeah. They drew my pill. First one out to qualify that night. Oh, man. Modified was first on the track, and I didn't even know how to put the thing in high gear. <laughs> so, love dirt racing. From that second, I was hooked. Yeah. Um, also, owned my own business for 20 years, and uh, my beautiful wife has been by my side and supported me through thick and thin. So uh, we wanted to try this new adventure and see Brian and Sandy, excellent program. Cannot say enough about what they have done down there. Yeah. We want to just continue to build and grow and hopefully give racers a good, safe place to come race, um, become more of a family, more involved in the community, which my wife and Michelle will talk about in a minute, but uh, I yeah. guess it's on the track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just you just bought a racetrack. So so did Dwayne just call you up and say, "Hey, I'm buying Rockcastle Speedway," the same way he did with the race yeah. car? Or? Yeah, actually, it was. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was. He, he he was on vacation, and uh, <laughs> when we come back, it was news to him that yeah, we're we're ready to buy a racetrack. So. <laughs> Uh, it's, yeah. it's been good. Well, that is good. Like I said, maybe one of these days I'll, uh, I'll have a friend like yours. Wes, he's not that good. 
Wes ain't that good of a friend. He he more looks out for himself. He's already got a ride in a hobby stock and all kinds of stuff <laughs> in this podcast. I haven't got anything out of it yet. You uh, a lot of debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least I ain't got you in debt, Josh. Well, at, least, <laughs> at least you ain't got me in debt. That is true. I'll uh, I'll have to agree with that, buddy. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean. I do see it looks like on your schedule and real quick, uh, actually, before I say that, I want to mention for everybody on here uh, watching with us. I know we've got several people on the live stream here tonight. Um, uh, comment if you have any questions uh, for the uh, for, for any of these uh, promoters and tra new track owners on here with us tonight. Let us Post those comments, uh, questions in the comments. Let us know. We'll try to get them to answer some be of those kind. if we can. Be kind. Yeah, yeah. Be kind. We will. We'll, we'll moderate yeah. for you. We got your back on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll Josh, I want to. I want to step in and and kind of kind of piggyback some of the stuff. Um, when I I guess when I realized and saw um, your name one one night, Kevin, in a in a lineup in a modified, I'm sitting here and I'm going. I remember that guy. He uh, he's cut my hair a time or two when I was <laughs> at Eastern. You know, I was I was going to college at EKU, and I thought, man, he's he's a drag guy. Well, what in the world is he doing at Richmond in a modified? <laughs> and I thought it was really cool. Uh, not you know now to hear the story, and then um, I guess however however long it was that uh, when the announcement came out that that you all had had partnered together and was going to, you know, take over and, and, uh, run and promote, uh, rock castle speedway. I thought, man, he's just, he's, he's all in just as much as he used to be in the, in the drag race. And, and, you know, he's just like, I can do this. <laughs> so I just, I thought it was really cool, um, to, uh, to see that. And now, I, now I've heard the backstory. So good deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is cool. Uh, so I knew I didn't know who Kevin was. I didn't realize I didn't put Kevin Kevin uh, Jones and Kevin's Barbershop together there at first. But uh, but that is a neat thing, and and having a business already in the in the community. Um, of course, Rockcastle. I know it's in Rockcastle County, but it's not far away. But one of the best things I feel like about the racetrack is the location being right off I seventy five, and and like you all said, just all the work that Brian and Sandy have already done to the place insane amount of work and, and really yeah. some great facilities that you, you all have, uh, have inherited there. So, so that's always a good way to start anyways. We actually, we could have rolled in here and if nobody knew we bought the track and just continued on what Brian and Sandy did, that would have been perfectly fine with us. You know, yeah. of course our names did get out. So, uh, yeah. it seems to be spreading, but, uh, we're not we're not doing it for the show we're just it can be behind the scenes we don't we don't need the publicity it's just we really liked what they had going on trying to make as little of a ripple as possible to carry on the show down there yeah well i noticed uh i don't think you all have even posted your names on the rock castle speedway facebook page <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, like it or not, people are going to know who you are. At yeah. least some people after tonight. So, um, but but we're we're excited about it. One of the things I wanted to talk to you all about, you mentioned a little bit there, Kevin. Uh, you said Shauna would talk some about it, but uh, you you talk. Uh, we had a conversation on the phone, and 
you mentioned wanting to be able to do some being excited about being able to do some things in the community and with kids and some things there through the track. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. I'll make it brief before I hand it over to John. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I don't know a family that has not some way, somehow been affected by drugs or alcohol, either a distant uh, family member or something. When I got hooked on motorsports at a young age, it steered me away from a lot of things because I loved hearing the motors, working on them, learning to be the best that I could be um, in any type of motorsports. If we provide some kind of outlet for mm -hmm. Rock Castle County, for Madison County, Esteliq, whomever, that they're there at the track on a Saturday night, then chances are they may fall in love just like I did and have a whole different chance at life. So that's my take on things, and I think everybody agrees. Um, you got to have a heart for this. And yeah. big fear, as we all know. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to make mistakes. Yeah. We will make mistakes. Um, some of them just because we don't know. But I guarantee you, at the end of the night, we'll be able to look in your eye and you looking at our eye and say, we gave it 110% because you took the time all week to get your car ready, load it, and come visit us. And that's what we um, see the community growing like that. Go ahead. <laughs> Can we get a applause? <laughs> Sorry. I'm not preaching. Um, we really do have a heart for the kids, especially in our community in Rockcastle. Um, so one of the things that we really want to do, because I grew up at Richmond Raceway. His dad raced. Our uncles raced. Like, I mean, we were out there quite a bit. So that's a lot of my childhood memories were being at the track. So that's something that we want to make sure that people can do and can do affordably. So we want to try to keep our concession prices really good. And we want to do like, we're going to do a kickoff to summer night on May 27th. Okay. Where our plan is to have goodies for the kids, um, popsicles. Um, we just, and then we're going to try to reach out to the schools and give some vouchers so that they can come and hopefully it's somewhere that parents can go, all right, we can afford to go and we can afford to feed our kids there because we were always the ones that kind of like did the sandwiches in the parking lot. Um, so we really want to do that. And then we're having a race on Mother's Day weekend. So we figured all the moms that are giving up their Saturday, they should get a little something. Listen up, mamas. We know how that feels. So, yeah, we're wanting to do just a little something for the moms and 4th of July weekend. I guess it's the weekend before this, the 1st of July. Um, it's going to be our celebration where we'll have fireworks. And, again, we want to pull the kids in and we want to give them a little something just to make the night fun. Yeah, activities, all kinds of stuff. So we're just really excited about pouring into the community and trying to, like they said, bring them to a safe place that they can – enjoy and get dirty and just be kids yeah and i think that's something that's really i mean i know there i know people say there's a lot of things for for kids to do but at the same time there's really not 
Uh, and, and I think you're right. Like the racetrack was always a safe place. It's funny, Kevin, you mentioned, I mean, steering kids away from drugs. I mean, I, I feel the same way. Like I grew up at the racetrack and, and racing has always been what I, what I wanted to do, uh, whether it's, uh, being a fan, driving a car, whatever capacity that I've been involved, it really is a safe place for kids. And I feel like there's, there are all kinds of opportunities to do things for kids at racetracks and, and, uh, and get them involved and just let them have fun. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I, we talked about on the podcast just a couple of weeks ago, even as young fans, kids really look up to people involved in racing. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, drivers, uh, you know, myself as a fan, I, I remember looking up to announcers, just everybody. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I appreciate that. I'm excited about that. And I definitely think it's something that's, that's important for sure. Yeah. Well, one thing we're wanting to do before each race, and, and, you know, not everybody can afford a, a pit side pass, and that's understandable. Um, we haven't worked any details out yet, but we'd really like to get a couple, you know, two or three cars over on the grandstand side before the race each night, you know, so the, so the kids that can't go to the pit side can walk around and take pictures with them. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's still in the works, uh, how we'll work that out exactly. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, yeah. but you know, if, if a, if a racer maybe wants a free cheeseburger or something, bring his car <laughs> over, uh, you know, just let the kids take pictures. Um, I loved it myself when a kid would climb in the car, their parents would take pictures. You know, to me, that was just, that made my night better than usually anything I ever did on the track. But oh, yeah. I, yeah. It's all about the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got cars we can't drive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there'll be an off weekend here and there. I don't yeah. know about cheeseburgers. You mentioned giving away cheeseburgers. Somebody mentioned the winners getting a uh, on Saturday getting a free haircut on Tuesday. Maybe you could do. So uh, there, there's a promotion for Kevin's Barbershop. Yeah. Uh, How do you think I'm going to make the bank payment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he can't be giving away free haircuts. He's got a racetrack to pay for, thanks to Dwayne. Depends. So. Depends on how many classes you're going to run at night. That's how many haircuts you're going to give up. <laughs> might have to extend my shop hours or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, Just you give them at the track. Just yeah, walk yeah, stick the around <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but no, I think, and that's something else too. Like I talked to uh, earlier in the week, I was talking to Sherman with uh, with Racetrack Connection. and And we talked about just the importance of, connecting fan kids and fans with drivers because ultimately connection creates fandom. I mean, it really yeah. does. Like when it comes down to it, part of the reason we all get in, get attached to something is we feel a connection to it. We feel like even though we don't really, as a kid, I felt like I knew those drivers. Right. At least I knew them on the racetrack. So I think getting the fans or getting the drivers on the grandstand side with the fans and doing some things like that is very important when it comes to local racing, because that's, that's going to ultimately create a, a following. Yeah, yeah. I agree. 100%. Just accessibility to all the fans. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So, so I think that's a, 
That's a, that's a really cool thing. Someone else asked here, um, track rental practice available before the season starts. Any, anything, do you know anything about that? Can you tell us anything about that? Yeah. Yeah. We'd like to do that. Um, you know, just contact us through Facebook. We'll, or, or <coughs> my, my personal number's on there. Um, okay. Under the tires, you can call me or the track phone. It's, it goes to all of us. Either one of us can answer that. We can set something up. Okay. All right. So, yeah, definitely some opportunities there for for a test session, a, a practice session at the track. Uh, let's see. Any chance that hobby stocks will get to run there any? <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. We've got 20, 20, at least 20 messages. Are you running hobby stocks? I don't – you know what um, – we really tried to follow up with what uh, Brian and Sandy had. We just kind of kept it as it was. Mm -hmm. uh, but I understand there are a group of guys out there that love hobby stocks, race hobby stocks, and want to see hobby stocks at Rock Castle. We're definitely not saying that's a no. Um, I actually made the comment earlier that we need to at least try to have hobby stocks uh, one or two nights this, this year. Um, and, and I don't know, our schedule may not be complete. We may add a race here or there throughout the year, and we may add some hobby stocks in there. Um, you know, that's not out of the realm of possibility. We'd love to have you guys there at Rock Castle with us. And going back to my one of my first statements was, you know, we're just trying to carry on what they had, and we're trying to learn as well. Um, so we're not trying to make a – huge changes to throw ourselves overboard yeah we're just trying to roll with what's already there uh let us get our feet wet this year let us get through the year um, we have big plans i mean we really do we could sit here and daydream and talk for hours about what we'd love to do but ultimately at the end of the year we want to be able to pay for the place and pay for everybody to race there and survive the first year and <laughs> Yeah. Exceed. Still be friends that the third year. So well, you... don't give up on us. We're going to try to get you in this year, for sure. Good deal. That's that's one of the the coolest classes, upstart classes in in the state. And yeah, uh, I believe. So. I agree. I agree. Uh, they look they look like a blast to drive. They're fun to watch. I agree. Yeah, I've saw some really good, really good hobby stock races, you know, across the state uh, at our area tracks um, last year, year before last. And, uh, you know, that's just that's just another cool class. Um, and, and, you know, the young kids can drive in that class and, the, you know, the older older guys, too, and all in between. So um, that's a that's a, a really cool class. Wes um, is really just excited that he's going to get to practice the hobby stuff. That's all this is about anyway. Well, so, Josh, if that practice session goes good, I may be in the ride. You never know. I might have to find a new co I might have to find a new co-host. Who knows? He'll I'll still be time for a podcast anymore. No. I, I'll yeah. still be the co-host, but I'll take all the seat time I can get. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just a second. Sean is poking me in the ribs. <laughs> Because evidently we cut them off too early. They had one more thing to say about the community. Yeah, so, please. We all come from music families, so music is a big part of our lives. And, of course, we love the national anthem in the USA, and we decided to do 
something a little different with the national anthem that Michelle's going to tell you all about. And throw me out there. Well, we love it live versus a recording, and we may not get to do it every night, but we have reached out to the community to see if other people would like to come and have the opportunity to sing the national anthem to start the race off. Um, we've had several people to send auditions to us. Um, we're really excited about plugging them in and yeah. them being there. And it just sounds a lot better when it's live and especially from somebody in the community that you may even know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that idea. Do you yeah. mind if Wes gives his audition here live on the show? Go ahead, Wes. I, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to audition, but I may send my tape in and, uh, and I would be honored to sing the national anthem one night. At Rockcastle Speedway. Hey, we'll, we'll write you in, yes, sir. Yep. <laughs> write me in, and, and I'll be there. I didn't know you could sing. It don't matter. Well, <laughs> you, you acted like you did, so I'm going to have to sing it now. You. <laughs> Let's get yeah. to this question. Uh, my buddy Madison asks, uh, do you plan on running any super late model races this year? I bet you've had that one a bunch too. I also knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen again. In the future, we will run some super late mall races. Um, we again are learning. Yeah. We wanted to roll in this thing instead of just, you know, throwing everything to the wind. We want to run a good, secure, safe program. Mm -hmm. Before I, we mm -hmm. go and borrow more money from the bank to see if we can get a whole <laughs> bunch of super late models to show up, yeah. we just thought it was smart to just crawl before we walk. I got you. I mean, anybody in the world can call up World of Outlaws and pay a whole big bunch of money and get the wing sprint guys down there. Yeah. We just don't think it is very wise to jump in the deep end yet. That being said, we did buy. A very <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and also every other weekend, an hour down the road, I mean, big, the big super late model races. They've had a lot. Um, Ponderosa. I mean, Lake that's awesome. Yeah, Lake Cumberland, Richmond hosts Super Lake. You know, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no, that's about it. I mean, that's, that's really where we stood for the first year, anyways. So yeah. we'll see what next year holds. Yeah, and I understand that for sure. I mean, I, I really do. It, it, it definitely makes sense um, what you're saying. Uh, for sure. My, uh, I, I talked about this, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, but my stepdad decided to buy Clay City Raceway several years ago, and uh, he made the the poor decision looking back on it. He started his first race, was this was in 2000, so 3,000 to win was a big deal. But uh, he, he had a 3,000 to win super late model race, or at that time it was just late models, but they were supers, uh, mm -hmm. and, and it really – it cost him 150,000 and, and a lot of other things. So right. I, I get it. I do for yeah. sure. Well, I'm glad you see that because a lot of people just see that's not on the schedule. What's the matter? You know, they don't see the behind the scenes and I hope this helps yeah. some that have asked that question. Yeah. yeah. I think it will. 
It yeah, would. absolutely. I yep. do appreciate your interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, do we think The Rock would be <laughs> one of the best places to run Super late? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Get me tore up. I have to agree as a fan. I'm, yeah. with you. I'm sure you feel the same way as a fan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'd call him Dick just so I could go sit in the grandstands to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guys would handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's uh, that's for sure. Uh, one other thing I want to make sure, Wes, you jump in after this one. But one other thing I want to make sure we talked about tonight was. You made the post, and I, we talked about it in the pre-show before everybody else got to listen to our conversation. But uh, the championship rings and the the uh, plans that you have uh, for uh, the points this year—that's something that I feel like is is a big deal for for local racing is making a big deal out of championship points. I'm gonna take this one again. <laughs> Growing up as a drag racer, there was nothing that meant more than running a full season for points. At 14 years old, I got turned loose in a quarter mile super street car and we ran points. And Doc Sipple ordered everyone who was in the top five a jacket. And it said, Super Street Champion. Here I am, 42 years old. I still have it. It meant the world to me because we labored week after week after week to go every weekend and compete for points. It means something. Yeah. When you're out here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday getting your car ready, at the end of the year, you need to have a little bit of bragging rights. You could get a $50 bill and go buy two cartons of eggs and a gallon of milk. (laughs) Yeah. Right. When that championship <laughs> ring is sitting on your mantle, and someday when your grandkids are over, you can say, I won the modified championship 2023. <laughs> we also have other things that we are going to add to that. Can yeah. I tell you about the other part? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Along with that, some people may not be familiar. In the drag racing world, you earn what's called a gold card. That gold card is presented to the champion. The following year, every regular season race, you get to come right through the pits, not paying a dime for that drive. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yep. Intent to also, you know, second, third, so on. We have other things in plan that we're not quite ready to release yet. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to want to come week in and week out, and we will support you, I promise. Yeah, I mean, we t- we I'm talked about, about – <laughs> hey, you're fi- you are, and I like it, because yeah. we talked last year, didn't we, Wes? We talked last year about the importance of tracks getting – putting an emphasis on weekly points racing, because at the end of the day – yeah, the money means something, but race car drivers are competitors. Yes. They do it for the trophy. They do it for the for for the win. And the same is true with being a champion. That's what we all dream about growing up as as race fans and people involved in the sport. That's what we dream about. We dream of being champions. 
And so I love it. We're fired up about it with you, Kevin. I tell you what, we, we're, we're excited about it. I feel like me and him will be on the track on a Wednesday night destroying our cars because I still want to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know when, when that was released, um, when, when that was released about the picture with the, the championship rings, I immediately screenshotted it and sent it to Josh and called him. I said, man, this is really cool. And uh, that, that the champions are going to be able to compete for, you know, that ring. And, and it, it does mean something. And, and when, when you're passionate about it and you put all that hard work in and, you know, you race hard um, at the end of the year, that's, that's what you're competing for. And, and I think that's cool that you said, you know, years down the road, you got that sitting on your mantle and, you know, grandson, granddaughter sees it and said, you know, what, what's that for? And you go back, tell all the stories. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's just really cool. And, uh, something, something different. Um, but yeah. you know, you kind of look at that, the Super Bowl ring or, you know, oh. the, the major yeah. league, you know, baseball, you win the world series, you've got that championship ring. So, now you win the championship at, at Rock Castle in the in the modifieds. So yeah. that's just that's a really but cool as idea. Racers, as race car drivers, we get it. I mean, we just get it. When we were running top fuel, we run out of money. We were credit carding the thing weekend to weekend so we could finish the season. Yeah. That's how much heart we have and love and passion for racing. Yeah. I don't care whether it's round track, drag strip, boats. <laughs> if it's got a motor, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're we're the same way. And and uh so so I love it too because I think it's also important for I think understanding that just what race car drivers put into this each and every week, the struggle of just getting to the racetrack. Um, and, and, and I think understanding that and appreciating that as a racetrack promoter is something that's, that's, that's very important. And so, um, so, so I, I think that's a good thing that you all have that, that love for, for racing in the background as, as drivers for sure. And mamas and wives. Thank you. Yeah. Not often enough, the wives have remembered the paper towels, remembered the oil, remembered the fuel. When everything else, you can't even remember to hook the trailer. <laughs> the mamas and the wives have done it yep. time and time again. Thank you. And we intend to um, show our blessings and thank you uh, yeah. to the mamas and the wives. Yeah. Wes, let's talk about a couple of the events they've got coming up this season at at the at the Rock Castle Speedway. Uh, one that I know you're 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 excited about personally. Yeah, um, one that's that's on the schedule um, is uh, Tommy Lanham Memorial uh, race. That that's uh, he was my cousin and and yeah. one of the main influences uh, in my life uh, for racing in general. You know, growing up, um, I watched asphalt racing at Corbin Speedway and then Rockcastle Speedway when it was asphalt between the, you know, two, <coughs> two times it was dirt. So 
he flagged there. Um, we went all over all over the place and raced. Um, he took me to my first dirt race at Tazewell. And uh, after that, I was hooked, you know, on the dirt side. But um, that is a, a very special race um, to me and, and also to uh, to his son, uh, my cousin, uh, Tommy Ray. Um, it, it's it's very, very special uh, for us. And, and last year I got to I got to be there for that race. And uh, there's just nothing like it. I mean, he had a huge turnout, huge car count. Uh, so yeah. that was special, and um, I even I even got to drop the the green flag for the the open wheel race. So that yeah. was that was really cool, and and he got to he got to throw the green uh, for the big crate race, um, and and Jay Watt Jeff Watson ended up winning it. So that race is is just you know super special to us, and and to to be a part of it last year and get to come and watch it, and that that's special, um, and it is to the whole family. Uh, so yeah. thank you all for for continuing that. Um, that means a lot to to the family. We appreciate you guys, and you know, get with us. You want to drop the flag again this year? <laughs> We'd be honored to. You can sing the national anthem on that night. I could. I'm oh man, the biggest <laughs> night of the year, Wes Worldwide Wes makes his debut. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. That's what I'm ready for. I'm gonna be yeah. there. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna record that. I'm also gonna record his practice session in the hobby stock. Right. I'm definitely gonna record that too. We're going live on Facebook. Right. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Sign me up. <laughs> and you are also having the Cumberland uh, Plateau Open Wheel Series a couple times this year. Yeah, we're excited about that as well. We are. Um, for for the ones that don't know. Uh, it's 2,000 to win, uh, 150 to start. Um, it's going to be a great race. I think a lot of modifieds are going to show up. Um, don't worry about the car count. Come on out. I think it's going to be it's going to be something for everybody there. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool seeing that for the open wheels adding in those those uh, bigger paying shows for them um, as well. So. Uh, Crates and some of the other series seem to get a lot of love, and and uh, so so I like I like seeing that for sure. The best drivers in the world drive modifieds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they do say no. All jokes aside, Kevin, I've, I've heard my whole life. I, I tell you, I have heard this my whole life that if you can drive a modified, you can drive anything. So, yeah. Well, we're, we apologize to all the crate racers out there. They just, just ticked off half the crowd. So. Hey, listen, when I yeah. got in that car, I was humbled. Because yeah. I, I thought I could drive anything. Yeah. Man, was I wrong. <laughs> I was completely wrong. Uh, it's a handful, but my Lord, I was about three laps in and I thought, I've been out here for an hour and a half. Is this thing about over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's that's funny because I, I've heard several of those stories. I told Wes he's gonna have the same the same issue when he gets in that hobby stock. He's gonna go out there and think he's he's gonna think he's moving and he ain't even he's running he's running minute and thirty second lap time. Can't 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 wait for it. And last but not least, guys, um 
the uh, you're having the uh, super stock, the big super stock series or super stock race, uh, Randy Jones in memory of Randy Jones. Randy Jones was a big supporter of this podcast, a great friend of ours. Uh, he's yeah. somebody that meant a lot to us and meant a lot to so many people in our community. Yeah. And uh, so, so thank you all for doing that. Uh, love the love the class and and glad to see that come about because if there's anybody that deserves it, it's it's Randy Jones for sure. Yeah, I agree. Amen. I agree. Uh, one thing we want to say about all these big races, we've got it's it's new year new this year for Rockcastle. Uh, we have teamed up with Dirt Rich TV, so they'll be live streaming all of our big events. Okay. So not sure if you guys are familiar with them, um, but so you'll see them out on the grounds. Um, not sure how they're what they'll look like when they show up and broadcast, but so a lot of our our big events will be live streamed through them. Uh, we still look forward to seeing racing rumble, you know, posting the YouTube videos. I loved watching them myself. Uh, so we look forward to that. Um, yeah. all the publicity we can get, we appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys tonight as well. Yeah, absolutely. I know this was supposed to be a short interview, and we've taken four hours. Sorry, though, the guys that were supposed to be on here. <laughs> I want to touch for just a second about the Randy Jones Memorial. Yeah. The very first person that we spoke to was his late wife, Robin Jones. Yeah. Lord we were all in tears. Okay. She said on his last breath, he said, I want the working man 50 to be at rock castle County because that's my home. And he wanted it be for, what was it? 5,000 yeah. for $5,000. That was his wishes. Yeah. And I looked at her, my wife and them, and said, I don't know how we're going to make it happen, but rest assured, if I have to go to the bank myself and borrow it again, we're going to do this for Randy Jones. Yeah. And it just, again, community, passion. We want to be a part of people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that he said was, uh, we may not be all friends, but we are family. And that's something that, as racers and I've never in my life seen and, and people that are not as familiar about it, they'll be in the pits with us and they're like, why is he working on that car? Doesn't he drive a car himself? <laughs> they're going to go compete against each other. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's the way it is. Yeah. And that's truly, and even Randy, you know, himself was in the pit one night working on my husband's car and never missed a beat. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, I think if there's anything that embodies who Randy Jones was, it's that, uh, he was always helping somebody, whether it was somebody that was a part of his, you know, cause right angle race cars was, was like his deal, but, but it didn't matter <laughs> if you were, you know, it didn't matter who you were. And right. we've talked to so many people that, you know, talked about, um, that with Randy and how much, how he helped, how much he helped them and, and was a stranger and just came up and started helping. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, so was, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize who it was helping until later. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Guys, like I said, I mean, thank you so much for uh coming on here with us. I do want to get is there any did we miss anything? If we did, we're gonna we're gonna give you the time because we appreciate you. If, if there's anything important that we missed. I just ask for guys support. That's that's all we can ask for. We look forward to giving you a place to race. Um we're gonna try to be as fair as we can, but we're just gonna go and ask for a forgiveness now because we're gonna <laughs> screw up. Uh, just have Greg's with us. So but we look forward to seeing each and every one of you. Yeah, well thank you all, like I said, for coming on. We're looking forward to yeah. seeing you. Race season's gonna be here before we know it. So uh uh get ready and and uh and we'll we'll see you at Rock Castle Speedway. One quick thing, since I haven't got to say much. <laughs> Listen, we've got some local partners that's already jumped on board with us. They're yes. excited about what we're doing. Bluegrass Restoration and Construction. You all posted they joined with you the other day. Yeah. Tony Lowry and the crew, top notch. Roof Cat, been there, dump that. Gray Horse Saloon, on the rocks, right there in Mount Vernon. Yep. They're back with us. Adams Pontiac, Richmond Diamond Pond. These guys have got on board early with us. Yeah. And we're just now getting the ball rolling, guys. Come be with us. Can't wait. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. Thank you guys again, and we'll see you at the racetrack. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, so again, uh, new uh, owners and promoters there of Brock uh, Hassel speedway uh like i said we appreciate them coming on here with us and giving us their time i saw wes earlier they were uh they were actually at the racetrack working so i know they've been busy today and yeah and it's very nice of them to come on and and tell us about uh what what they've got going on yeah that's that's great to to have them on and and for them to get to to share who they are and and their passion for the for the sport and um what their what their expectations are for this season and and you know and they've already asked for forgiveness because you know when when you take over something you're going to make mistakes but they're uh, they're passionate about it and uh, really look forward and, and excited uh, for this season and uh, looking forward to it for them yeah we, we'll be there to support them as well. Yep. Absolutely. We, we definitely will. We're going to take a quick break here on the podcast and pay some bills. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have uh, Colin Watson and Zane Powell on the podcast with us, a couple of great uh, pro late model drivers, uh, local drivers here. So we're looking forward to that. We'll be back here in just a few minutes. Racetrack Connection is a social media app designed specifically for racing. On the app, you can find a track, find a driver, review and print track schedules, and use the chat feature to communicate with other fans and drivers at any event. There's even a map feature where you can locate racetracks all across the U.S., plus many other features all for free. Download the Racetrack Connection app today. Donnie Kaufman used to say, it's good enough to make your tongue slap your brains out, honey. That's what we think about the home cooking at Smokehouse Grill and Buffet in Berea. Choose from the delicious options on their home-style buffet and salad bar or order from the full menu. Not to mention their desserts and some of the best breakfast you'll ever eat. We promise you'll never be disappointed with this racing family-owned business. Visit their friendly staff and grab a bite to eat. Located just off exit 77 in Berea. 
Hi there, I'm Alan Feldhouse Jr., head basketball coach at Madison Central High School. Here at MCHS, we have built a winning team. I'd like to tell you about another local winning team, family-owned and operated Bluegrass Restoration and Construction. They specialize in roofing, general construction, and home maintenance services. Just like on the court, you need a team that will work together to get the job done, and that's exactly what BRC does. Give them a call at 859-353-1133. Roll Tribe. And welcome back in to the uh, Bluegrass Construction Restoration uh, Studio. We're now joined on the Racetrack Connection Hotline here. Uh, like I said, two pro late model drivers, local drivers here with us, guys. I didn't tell you we'd be bringing you on both at the same time. Originally, we planned on bringing you in, in separately. So, you know, uh, hate to surprise you, but but I think it'll be even more fun. We had we had our, our several drivers on here at the same time, and and so it was more fun that way. So we we look forward to the conversation. We thank you guys for uh, for joining us on here on the podcast this evening. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Logan Wallace, it looked them two studs. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, we got to get you on on uh, yeah. here sometime. Oh, his head's already too big as it is. Don't blow it up. Uh, yeah. he's, too, oh, yeah. he's too shy. He can't talk. <laughs> he couldn't handle it. You don't think? Oh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, we made a post asking, "Hey, crate late model drivers, pro late model drivers, uh, if you want to uh, come on the podcast, let us know." You two guys. Uh, you two guys were the only ones that responded. So first of all, I'm going to say, hey, pro late model drivers, where you at? Exactly. Uh, so there's, there's plenty of us around. I mean, you I can know. see that at any any uh, any night out. So yeah, yeah, that's that's for sure. Um, well, hey, Colin, I'm going to start with you real quick. We planned on bringing you on first. We got you on here at the same time. So, but anyways, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm just. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, I know you. You ran some races already this year. Your season's already started. We did. We did. We uh, we went down to East Bay for the uh, Crate Winter Nationals, and let me be the first to tell you that is a whole different animal than anything we race around here. Uh, the racing surface there is unlike anything I've ever raced on. It's not. It's not red clay. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seems like anything we did uh, just didn't really work as far as our slick adjustments. We could qualify pretty good because it, you know, but once it got slick, we went to the back. <laughs> it was a fun experience, though. Uh, it was good to dial the car in, you know, before we started racing around here because uh, you got to be on your A game around here. I mean, we got some of the best local crate racing in the in the country, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it was three nights of racing there. Uh but yeah, glad to be back uh, on some familiar tracks. So yeah, yeah. Well, know this: we we were back here in in Kentucky, um, myself in Campbellsville, definitely rooting you on. Uh, just you know, tickled to see you down there with some of your you know your fellow Kentucky competitors yeah. that you race you know around home uh, with, and and that was cool too to to see that. And you know, way way I look at it, you know, being a sports guy too. Uh, you, you're only going to get better by by playing the best competition and you know racing against the best in the country. Heck, you race you race here against you know the best in Kentucky and and you know Tennessee, Indiana. But you know to bounce down there and and run on a track like that 
with with the best in the country you know that says something and and we was definitely definitely rooting for y'all you know back here in kentucky yeah no i appreciate it and yeah like you said it's uh the only way to get better you know is to, to venture out and you know race against you know the best in the country i mean those guys those guys with the crate racing usa series guys and i mean those guys are really really tough and then you also had you know guys like ashton winger and uh, you know Corey hedgecock you know big time super late model racing uh guys in the crates there so i mean it it was a great atmosphere um something that i wish i don't know if necessarily i want to do again but you know it was it was a cool experience uh to go down there and and compete with you know 60 i think we had 65 cars there one night uh but it, it was a cool experience yeah I, i'm i'm sure it was man uh, zane you've been you've been racing for years i I, I feel like I, we have to be close to the same age, but I've watched you, I've watched you race for a long time and, and it's always been a lot of fun. I've always been curious. I've never got a chance to ask you. So I'm going to ask you right off the bat. I'm sure a lot of people would like to know, how'd you get the nickname insane Zane? Uh, how, how'd that come about? Uh, well, I guess it actually started in football. Um, okay. uh, where I'm from bull County, they're a big football place. Um, and then actually Spanky was one of the first people to, kind of ever call me that and he was like you okay with that i was like i get called it every day at football you're good with it just roll with it because uh, i did not care to go in there and go after it so i think spanky's gave it just about everybody we've talked to they got their nickname from spanky he's like the nickname giver i've noticed yeah yeah has to be i he is other than james essick i would say spanky's my second favorite like, yeah it's like a little whether he wants to believe it or not he's a local hero around here so yeah he is yeah. man he sure yeah. is yeah, yeah, he's uh, he he is that for sure. So I think he's a lot of our hero. Uh, you know, growing up, I always kind of wanted to be an announcer because you know just listening to Spanky and man, that's so fun. But then I don't have the announcer voice, so I gave up on that. I just I can't be Spanky to Spain. Uh, but but I think he's he he's, he means that to a, to a lot of people. So um, and certainly gave a lot of nicknames. I gave, I gave my first nickname that actually stuck, uh, worldwide West. I don't know if y'all have ever met him, but, but I, I gave West Lanham his nickname, if that means anything. Hey, that, that's a good one. And, and it stuck. I, I can't go anywhere without what's up worldwide West. I'm like, yep. That's, Josh, Josh gave me that name. So Colin, what's, what's your nickname? I don't know. I, I don't. I haven't really had any that's stuck. Uh, I guess when I was a kid, my a lot of people called me C Puddin, C P U D D I N. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to stick or not. It might after this podcast. Well, it's stick now. Yeah, yeah, it's I was called that. Gosh, when I, since I was little, all the way up, you know, through middle school and stuff. So I mean, yeah. There well, we go. Yeah, Barnes. Yeah, get there. him, Barnes. See pudding. Yeah, we need yeah. to get that on the car, all right? Yeah. See pudding. That's it. Well, see pudding. pudding, it's good to have you on the on the show tonight. I can't wait to hear Spanky uh Spanky call that one. Hey, that's, that's sound good coming out of Spanky's mouth. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, ab absolutely. Let me ask you, so I want to talk to, uh, with both of you about this. I'll start with you, Zane, and then, and then calling call you, uh, follow it up. But um, how did, because this is something people always like to know, uh, including myself, but 
how did you get started in racing? Uh, how did that come about? Uh, so my father actually used to go and help um, Big Daddy Paul Bystretcher back when he was younger. So he kind of was always around it. Um, he actually used to pick trash up at the track just to be able to afford to go in. And he always said he would own a car. Um, and then I raced uh, probably when I was five and six years old in a go-kart. And then I kind of gave that up to go uh, play football. Um, okay. And then dad come home one time and he was like, I traded a dune buggy frame for a, a open wheel and had a three speed transmission and a 302 Mustang motor. <laughs> oh yeah. It's kind of how it started. I gave the, I realized I was only, wasn't going to be no bigger than six foot. So I knew football wasn't going to work out. So I said, <laughs> I'll get racing to try, I reckon. So uh, we've been in it. And then uh, the Josh Tarter and them back when they used to run, uh, we was always on their trailer. They were good people. So that's kind of how we got our started. And we've been, I've been at it now for, don't want to talk about it, but I think it's what, probably 16 years now. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is crazy because, like I said, I mean, uh, like we had to be close to the same age, but I, I think I, I remember it seemed like you've all you've been around as long as I've been a fan. So, uh, so, so it's it's cool to cool to see you you know, you guys stick around and be in the you know pro late models, the fastest growing class around by far. Seemed like over the past couple of years. So, oh, yes. you're in a pretty good spot with that now. How did you go from being in the modified to a to a pro late model? Um, I guess it was also just money. Um, I mean, really, because you know we used to race when Sean Flannery and Joey Kramer would come out there, and of course Victor Lee, which is still a hot shoe in the modified. Um, you know, mm -hmm. when them boys come to town, they just made you look silly. You know, no matter how much money you had in your motor, it was like they just had that much more. So, yeah. Um, crates kind of come around and we, you know, back then you could buy one for $3,800 and uh, you could go race and be competitive. So I think that's what got us in there really just more economic, um, which I still think is what people do today, but it's not as where it was. So, but uh, that's kind of where we went. We just decided, you know, it was the easiest way for us to go racing. So. Colin, I know you came from a racing family. We we talked a message about that a little bit earlier, but talk about your family and how you got started in in racing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as you all know, you know my. I don't know if a lot of people know this. Uh, my grandpa used to race Dan Watson at Taylor County Speedway back in the seventies and eighties. Well, actually, in nineteen seventy nine, I got some notes here. He broke his back at Taylor County Speedway, and. Uh, after that, he never uh, he never got set foot in a race car again. Uh, but during that time, Finn, uh, Jeff's dad, still raced. Um, so my uncle raced, Carl. Uh, my dad, Mike Watson, raced. He raced all the way nineties uh, or, or late nineties or early nineties, all the way up into the uh, mid or early two thousands. Uh, he raced Terry County Speedway and Bluegrass Speedway. That was actually where I was first introduced into racing. Was Bluegrass Speedway. Uh, in the early 2000s, um, I was I would go there, you know, every time my dad was racing. My dad would leave early around noon, uh, get there, and then my mom would take me and uh, my little brother Carson, and we would go there and watch. I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was three, four, five years old. I just wanted to play in the dirt and uh, watch things go fast. <laughs> but uh, yeah. that was my earliest memories of racing. And then my dad um, – he actually got out of it in, I think it was 06 or 07, uh, right before the recession happened in 08. Uh, and then we, we were out of it for, gosh, from 07 to 
I guess 2019 for 12 years because 19 was actually when I started racing. Uh, and I kind of been throwing the idea around to my dad, you know, kind of wanting a car. I didn't actually think it was going to happen. Uh, he called me one day and said, I bought you, I bought a, a crate late model. So let's, let's get to work. <laughs> uh, and I had never set foot in any race car. I never raced any go-karts. I never, I never raced anything. Uh, my first laps in a, in a race car were at Lake Cumberland Speedway uh, in June of 2019. Uh, so I kind of hit the ground running and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, this is, I guess I've been racing for, this be my fourth year now. So yeah. that's how I got started into it. But yeah, I just have a huge family history of it. Um, some people joke it's in our blood, but I mean, it, I mean, it really is. Uh, I mean, there's been, you know, I'm a third generation racer. So, and then actually, my younger brother Creed, he wanted me to put this on here. I don't know if you guys have seen him walk around helping me at the track. He's got the big long mullet. Uh, we bought him a car this year, so he's gonna get he's gonna get out here this year and race. So okay, cool, awesome. That is cool. Yep. Well, how hard was that? That that had to be. I can only imagine. So. I started racing. I drove a four cylinder. I couldn't drive that thing. I know it had to be hard to jump straight into a pro late model. I, I can't, I'll be honest. I can't imagine. It was, I, I guess the hardest thing for me to get used to was, you know, just the, I don't know, the speeds of it and, you know, just controlling it going in the turn. But I got to say, uh, when I was setting that car up, I didn't, I didn't set it up at all. I was just, you know, told to drive. I helped work on it, but actually Jeff uh, was the one that we actually set it up in his garage. Uh, he gave me all the, you know, all the smash numbers and, you know, all everything I needed. And my car was, it was fast out of the gate. I just had to figure out how to drive it. Yeah. Uh, and once, once I, once I figured out how to make, you know, some smooth laps and uh, slowly got better. Um, I mean, a lot of it, I, I will stand by this. I mean, you got you to gotta have a good car. I mean, a lot of people, you know, think if they're a really, really good driver, they can just hop in anything and be good. I mean, there and there is some truth to that. But, I mean, you got to have – nowadays, you got to have the right setup, uh, yeah. in my opinion. So Yeah. Zane, you, you would know some about that for sure. How Going from modified and then being in the – pro late model for so many years how how much have those things changed even even the pro late model how much have they changed dramatically uh my first uh late model was a swing arm rayburn um and uh (laughs) just you know it was just unreal i mean you put a set of conies on it and you were literally competitive i mean there wasn't a whole lot really you had to do i mean when i was a kid the maintenance was no such thing (laughs) you literally (laughs) washed them and kind of made sure that nothing was bent you went racing uh but now it's I mean, tents are everything in a crate car. I mean, yeah. like when he went down to Florida when we was rooting for them. I mean, all their lap times were, I mean, you're, I mean, not even a half inch from each other. So yeah. it's just more competitive. And it's just everything has gotten involved and it's so much more on balance. You have to be, you can't really be off a whole lot anymore. Like used to, like you could, like, you know, he was saying you could take a car and be a little bit better driver and, you know, you can make something happen, but now, I mean, you can be a halfway driver, but as long as your car is good, you look like a great driver. So yeah, it's changed yeah. dramatically. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we've heard from, from even the guys that we had on our, on our shows for, you know, the battle of the bluegrass, you know, Mikey and, and Victor, for sure. Both of them talking about the difference from those old swing arm cars to what they're driving now. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. I, now I seem like if we kind of go to a track and it's kind of hammered down, uh, you know, uh, like for me and I kind of get disappointed. I really don't want that, you know, cause a swing arm raver, man, you could just sling it and keep going. And yeah. I'm like, I want to see a little dust almost, you know, sometimes <laughs> it kind of weeds, weeds out some of the problems, but yeah, it's, it's way more technical now than it has to be. I mean, it's tense now. It's just unreal. Yeah. Like, like Zane was saying, you, you see it across the board. It's no longer, you know, half a second is separating, you know, first through 10th. Now it's, you know, tenths even one hundredths of seconds that are separating, you know, the top 10 cars or even the top, you know, 15, 20 cars. Uh, it's just, everybody's so close and the crate class especially is very, very competitive around here. Uh, I mean, you see it at Ponderosa Speedway, you see it at Lake Carmel, you see it at Rock Castle, you know, mm -hmm. everywhere around here on any given night, there can be 30 to 35 crates there. Uh, and they're good crates, you know? Yeah. Um, oh Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, it, if you run top ten anymore around you know local shows, top ten is really good. Top five, you've really really done something, in my yeah. opinion. So, yeah, um, yeah and it's tough that. to make the show too. You know, there's you yeah. gotta you gotta run run a clean night sometimes just mm -hmm. to just to make the show. Yeah. yeah. Another thing, uh, while we've got you on here, <clears throat> again, I think it's important. One of the reasons we do this podcast is just sort of help fans get to know our, our local drivers and not just inside the car, but, you know, outside and what you guys do. So I'm curious, uh, you're not just race car drivers. I know you ain't making a living at this thing. So uh, what, what do you what do you what do you do outside of the outside of the race car? Well, I've got 52 kids, I think. Uh, no, only five. Uh, so our hands are busy with that. Uh, but I actually own my own muffler shop uh, in Danville. Um, I've owned it for about three years. Um, so we're we're pretty busy with uh, traveling sports with kids and and uh, uh, you know run our own business and stuff. But that's what we do. That's actually the only thing that brings money in would be the muffler shop. Yeah, that's what I do on my spare time. <clears throat> Well, I, I work uh, I work for a geotech engineering company. Uh, I'm a special inspector for a geotech engineering company. And then my other uh, hobby I have, well, it's another job, but I'm also in the Kentucky Army National Guard. So the weekends I'm not racing, I'm blowing stuff up because uh, I'm field <laughs> artillery. So uh, I, don't know if he, I don't know if a lot of people knew that or not, but that yeah. takes up a lot of my time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I do uh, – I got some, I have some fun hobbies. So. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you for your service slash yeah, blowing yeah. things up. So I'm glad, sorry. glad you're having fun with it. So that is <laughs> I cool. Do. I, I enjoy it. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't have, uh, I didn't know that, uh, yeah. that you were in the national guard. So, I, so cool. I've been in, uh, I've been in, it'll be six years actually, uh, in March 9th, six years. So, okay. Yeah. Thank you awesome. for your service. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Recently married as well, Colin. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. we got married November November of last year. Um, yep, sure did. We uh, we were living in Bowling Green, and now we uh, we've moved back to our hometown in Campbellsville. We're actually staying in the apartment right above the race car, so my race car is just right below me. So anytime okay. I want to go work on it, all I got to do is walk down the steps and go hey, work. Man. On it. But, you can't beat that. That's a good no. setup. Yeah. I don't know if my wife necessarily necessarily <laughs> enjoys that aspect of it, but I sure yeah. do. So Yeah. He's still in the honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. You're all right for now. 
uh well guys the main reason we brought you on here Wes, if you got anything else jump in uh but but i do want to hear about your plans for the upcoming season uh coming up it, it's going to be here before we know it so I, i'm sure you all are ready yeah yeah go ahead zane tell us tell <laughs> us kind of what your plans are uh my plans are just uh kind of really run about week by week as far as schedule goes um where i have so many kids and stuff I would like to race more than I did last year. I think we only ran eight nights, maybe uh, total. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, I think my first race, we are going to try to be at I seventy five Speedway for the uh, the All Star race there. Um, I think it's going to be our first plan. I was going to go to East Bay because uh, I know they're closing, and I was scared that I was going to miss it. But looks like hopefully next year I can make it. But we almost had our XR one ready, and then I threw a wrench in the plan. I guess we've uh, we're going to make a switch to Longhorn chassis this year. Um, give it a try. We're going to get off O-Ling shocks and go to Penske shocks and uh, try that and see if that uh, helps our program pick up anymore. Um, we're close to being ready. Not there yet, but that's really our plans. I would like to, you know, hopefully with, hopefully Diesel can come down a little bit. I'd like to travel a little bit more. I think yeah. it's a little bit more fun uh, going to venturing off. Um, but I think uh, – I'm going to try to hit as many big shows as possible. That's my plan. I don't know how many more years I got left in me. So I'm going to try to knock some tracks off the bucket list and uh, go from there and then hopefully cherry pick a few nights. Oh, you're young, man. You got you got plenty of time left. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even if you do have five kids. <laughs> my wife's got the boat in habit. That's the other problem. She's, she's, uh -oh. she's the boater, and I'm, and I'm the race car guy. It just don't work out too well. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that makes it tough. Those are two weekend things. So yeah, exactly. That's our uh, rough problem. That's the reason why we didn't get to race much last year. But I plan on uh, doing a little bit more. We're going to do a lot of testing, and uh, I've got some stuff worked out with some people in Tennessee because I just feel like Tennessee boys are just. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with Kentucky guys. I think we're very competitive around here. Um, but uh, I just think Tennessee people just have a little bit more of an edge. If I had to say with anybody else. So we're going to do that. And then uh, my cousin Todd is not racing this year as of now. So that'll help with the family reunions. We <laughs> yeah. feel a little bit more better. I have to hear about that all the time. So Yeah, yeah. I bet it will. I'd say if I have to do a plan, my plan is just to knock some big races off the list. I'd like to – I got that $20,000 win in uh, Pingning in uh, Indiana. I'm planning on like, going to that. So I'm going to try to hit some of the biggest, biggest races, just knock it off the bucket list, be done with it. Awesome. We we looking we looking forward to it. Yeah, I hate to hear that he's not racing this year. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't. <laughs> yeah. He'll be racing. He can stay wherever he wants. He'll be racing. I have a you feeling and, you and Colin both are glad he's not racing this year. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> I have to hear about it on Saturday nights, and then we'd have family dinners, and they'd be like, "How'd Todd do?" And I'm like, "Well, I race too. You know that, right?" You know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey Zane, I know how you feel. Do you know who my second? Oh, cousin that's is? right. Yeah, you yeah. Know I know exactly yeah. how you feel. That's so, uh, yeah. funny. Yeah. Now, uh, I guess my plans this year, uh, kind of like Zane was saying, I think we raced. I think it was seventeen times last year, seventeen, eighteen times. Which, I mean, it's quite a bit. But um, I would like to get out, you know, in that twenty-five to thirty night range, just to, you know. But it's like I said, our, our schedule is really, really busy. Uh, I got three younger brothers. You know, my my younger brother Creed, he plays golf. My uh, I got a brother that's in college, Carson. Uh, he runs track and field. Um, 
cross. Uh, he plays uh, football, seven-on-seven seven football on the weekend. So we're just – my family as a whole is really, really busy on the weekend. So I'm, you know, I'm grateful, uh, you know, to be able to race any weekend, much less, you know, 17, 18 nights a year. Um, yeah. But I, I think – I think I'm going to uh, try to venture out some more this year. Um, I got some tracks in mind that I'm wanting to travel down to, uh, but I also want to stay around, you know, support the local tracks, Ponderosa, Lake Cumberland, Rockcastle, Richmond, uh, Thunder Mountain. I'm really looking forward. Uh, I saw where Thunder Mountain's putting the new, some red clay down, some new red clay down. I think that's going to be, that's going to help yeah. out a lot. Uh, <clears throat> that's, I love that track. I, I raced there one time last year, they're opening night and I thought it was, you know, the facilities are very, very nice. Uh, I'm also, I'm also going to travel down to Crossville Speedway a lot. That's probably, that's probably one of my favorite racetracks, if not my favorite, uh, down in Tennessee. Uh, I really like that racetrack. Um, but yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. I want to, I just want to keep continuing improving. Uh, we, we did some upgrades. We, uh, we switched from Integra shocks to Fox shocks. On my, I still have the XR1. Uh, so we're, we're anxious to try those out, which we tried them out at East Bay, and I really, really liked them. Um, but, yeah, uh, we're excited to get the year started. Uh, we we just put the nose on our car uh, tonight, actually, and we're going, I'm going to get the sides uh, tomorrow, and we should have it wrapped um, probably by next week. So we'll be – I think our first show is going to be March 11th, I think is what, I'm, is what we're shooting for, 11th or the 18th. So Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Like I said, well, that's definitely going to be here before we know it, but yeah. racing around here is, as well. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing both of you guys at the track this year and wish you the best of luck. It's been, been fun having you on this evening. Like I said, I, I definitely appreciate you. We, we appreciate you all uh, taking time out of your day to, or evening, I guess I should say to come on here and talk to us for a few minutes. I appreciate having us. It uh, helps yeah. uh, get us out there a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Thank y'all for having us. I appreciate what y'all are doing. I mean, this is, I was thinking about the other day, my, my dad was talking about how, uh, I get the newspaper in Camelsville used to come out, uh, you know, write write ups on, you know, the results of Terracine Speedway and all that. Nowadays they don't have that. Uh, but I think what you all are doing is the equivalent, if not better of that, you know, it gets, gets our names out there, promotes local businesses, tracks, um, uh, I think what you guys are doing is, uh, is, is really, really, really beneficial for the sport. So thank y'all. Yeah. Yeah. We, we appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Uh, we really do that. Wes, that that's our goal really. It is. It, comes it, to it. it is. And, uh, and we appreciate you all, you know, jumping on here with us and, and showing, showing the initiative, Hey, we want to be on the show. Cause that does, that means a lot to us and, and, it's about you guys in, in the tracks and we want to, uh, to spotlight you all and, uh, just get, get your all's names out there, get the businesses, the tracks. Um, and you know, we're, we're all just huge fans, uh, in ourselves yeah. and, and we love to get to do this and, and, uh, we've had a blast doing it. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. Uh, I want to say as well, Wes, while you're on that topic, uh, we we've had we've had so much support uh from not just drivers but uh you know fans and people watching thank you all so much for watching thank you for sharing our posts uh, our videos our live videos and 
and uh, it, it just the support ha the support has been unreal. It really has uh, from all of the racetracks in this area. Uh, we actually uh, had a couple or some of our tracks come on board. We didn't expect it or or ask for it or or anything like that. But we had some tracks we put out uh, asking for sponsors, and some of the tracks even jumped on board with us. Um, uh, Thunder Mountain Speedway, Mudlick Valley Raceway, uh, Ponderosa Speedway, Lake Cumberland Speedway, uh, and then Chris Tilly with the uh, Valvoline Ironman Series, CT Promotions, and you know these are people that don't didn't have to do it, but they did, and, and we we just we appreciate that, we really do. So we we um, really appreciate it, um, and and we've been blown away, especially here in the last you know week, week and a half, two weeks. Um, it's just it's really been amazing yeah yeah it's been great to watch it this yeah, yeah. Sure. well guys this has been a fun show like i said thank you everyone for watching we can't wait to do it again next week we're going to have uh brandon hargrove with lake cumberland speedway and ponderosa speedway on here with us previewing their 2023 season some big events coming up at both of those tracks we're also going to have some open wheel modified drivers on here Open Wheel Modified Drivers, if you want to be on the show, reach out to us. Please let us know. We want to find at least a couple of you guys. Uh, let us know. We, we want to bring you on here. We'll do that next week. Uh, this has been Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live, presented by Smokehouse Grill and Buffet. We will see you at the races.